0: Welcome to this brand new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. This podcast is hosted by Mark van Horek and myself, Elias Krum, and brought to you by Marketing Guys, the MarTech agency based out of the Netherlands. Welcome to this new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast, on which I today have Nate Johns, and he is the co-founder of Structurally. Um, he's also the head of innovation currently. And uh, Structurally is a company that is... Um, delivering a conversational AI product, but I'll let it to Nate to introduce himself and explain what you what you guys at Structurally do. So please introduce yourself, Nate.
1: Alias, hey, thanks for having me on. Really appreciate it. Uh, my name is Nate Jones. Um, like you said, co-founder and head of innovation at Structurally, where we focus on basically engaging, nurturing, and qualifying uh, leads for all sales and marketing teams. So. Uh, we believe that everyone has uh, a lead velocity or a sales velocity problem. And that's what we're ha- here to solve to help uh, accelerate your sales cycle uh, through text message, conversational AI and email uh, conversational AI. So looking forward to uh, diving into that today.
0: So when you when you talk about conversational uh, AI and conversational emails, what do you mean by conversational? Because there's um, a lot of marketers that might know what you mean by it, but it, it's it's a termino- terminology that is uh, pretty new. So what, what what could you explain, elaborate a little on what you mean by uh, conversational?
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. So I like to think of kind of, you know, the main differences between like conversational AI, which we do in the general like chatbot term, which I'm sure everyone who's listening is probably very familiar with that. And I think they're quite different, actually. So a typical chatbot experience is probably one that we've all been through. Um, They're typically on a live chat, bottom right-hand corner of a website. It pops up and says, hey, I'm a bot. Here are the things that I can answer. Please click one of these buttons to continue. And you kind of stick to the script. And if you say something that's off script, there's going to be kind of a train wreck, usually. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a very kind of structured approach. It gets you from point A to point B um, quickly and typically without a human, but it has a very kind of narrow task. Whereas what what I think of conversational AI as, which we focus on text message and email, is a very human like experience that doesn't necessarily have like a set path. You can, you as the lead, will be texting a conversational AI or emailing a conversational AI uh, like ours and saying kind of whatever is on your mind. You can ask questions about um, the company's pricing, about their plans and packages and products. And the conversational AI is um, built in a way that it is also asking qualifying questions. So, you know, tell us about how many employees work at your company. What's your role? What are you looking to buy? What's your budget? Things like that that will qualify the lead. But it's a lot more uh, free-flowing, multi-turn conversation. And I think that people kind of get these two concepts, chatbots and conversational AI uh, intertwined, uh, but I think they are quite different, and especially in the approaches that that we take and uh, that um, sales and marketers probably look for in their customer journey experience that they're looking to build. Um, they, there are a lot of decisions that I would say everyone should consider when thinking about a chatbot versus conversational AI.
0: Wow, you you nailed it there because um, the experience you just described I had recently on on a major website over here in the in the Netherlands. Um, it was a, um, a an e-commerce website, so a web shop uh, selling um, uh, TVs uh, amongst other stuff. Um, and I was uh, in market for a new TV, um, which I found on their website, but it, it was like twenty percent more expensive. Than I had seen on another website,
1: mm-hmm. so
0: I figured uh, instead of driving down to the shop, I'll just ask the chatbot um, if they could match pricing. So I asked them, "It's like, hey, uh, this TV over here is is like uh, twenty five hundred or fifteen hundred, um, and on the uh, on your side, it's it's a two thousand. So it's five five hundred more expensive. Um, can you do anything about it?" The chatbot asked me questions for probably like five minutes without answering anything. And in the end, I just said to the, I just typed into the chatbot, you know, never mind, I'll order it at the other website. Right. Uh, at that moment, I was like seven minutes into the chat, and I have a, a video made of this, this chat. Um, at that moment, it said, just a moment, we'll get an employee for you who can answer your question. That took one and a half hour for the employee to join that chat, because oh, yeah. I checked the next, the next, uh, the next uh, day, and I just like I was like I, I need to check it, see what happened. So I came back and like literally one and a half hour later, an employee joined and asked me to uh, to answer the question or to he, he asked me the question again. So it wasn't all clear, etc. Um, yeah. And that's what what's what I see. Um, happen a lot. Uh, We've all had those experiences. The other experience that I see a lot of marketers have with chatbots or implementing chatbots is that they underestimate the work and they assume the AI will do the work for them. Um, So implementing a chatbot is like turning a button on and it will start to ask questions itself and redirect customers the way or to, to to departments or parts of the website that they expect them to 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 refer them to. Um, how how do you see that in in practice?
1: Yeah. So sorry about your experience with that chat bot. I, know I bought it everyone. somewhere
0: else. I bought it somewhere else.
1: <laughs> I know. I know. We've all been there. But yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, there are there is a lot of kind of misconceptions about chatbots or conversational AI where it's just you know click a button and it's just going to know exactly how to answer questions and uh go from there but i think that's that's just not true um if you think about a very like basic example uh you know lots of leads ask businesses about their pricing every business has different pricing for the most part um, our company structurally has different pricing than uh salesforce than hubspot than any crm than any marketing tool mm-hmm. and um, if you were to go buy a chatbot off the shelf and a lead were to ask you hey what is your pricing there's no way that that, that bot could be pre-programmed to know exactly what your pricing is there's there's been a, you know a trend with some of these tools that they can kind of ingest your help docs and other documentation to glean some insights into that uh, into like how your business is set up specifically but there's still some programming. Um, Well, not necessarily programming. There's still some design, usually through the product itself to add very specific features, um, answer specific questions, et cetera, that you typically have to undertake on your own. We kind of solve this structurally through what we call pretty much conversational FAQs, frequently asked questions. So you can kind of think about your FAQ database that I'm sure most people have, uh, that's probably even public on your website you can actually bring those into a product like ours and have the ai um, answer those questions specifically so pricing is one example like time to onboarding so typically people will say like oh what's the what's the setup process how long does it take you can answer that question or the ai can answer that question but it does take some time to actually write those responses out in most cases at structurally we do have a large library of over a thousand pre-built, what we call scripts that you can use out of the box. And I think there are a lot of companies that are kind of taking a stab at this. So you're not starting from scratch because it is a lot to build out a conversation, Uh, especially with conversation. I think about the thousands of turns or questions or answers that a conversation could take that you kind of have to think through and map out. We try and take some of that burden off of you, so you can come in and just tweak different responses rather than start from literally scratch. But it is a big undertaking today. I think as time goes on, we're going to see a little bit, uh, we're going to see a lot more tools that makes that actually a lot easier.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, instead of uh, starting a, a conversational flow or script on the homepage of a company, you could also consider starting in a specific department or on a specific landing page that, that would also make your um, focus and your uh, script a lot easier because it's only on one landing page to start with and then you can build it from there. So I've seen some good practices there as well. So a lot of businesses start their chatbot on their main homepage, which mm-hmm. also leads to a variety of questions from, from, from customers, from prospects, uh, support questions. Uh, uh, questions about invoicing, uh, questions about demos, etc. All kinds of stuff. Uh, so it's pretty hard to design a um, a script, as you call it, or or, or um, a flow for the homepage because of the diversity of questions that you could expect. If you do this on a specific landing page, it could be a lot easier. Is that something you would recommend?
1: Yeah, yeah, it absolutely is. Um, definitely start with. Um, we kind of think of them more as use cases. Um, mm-hmm. rather than, um, you know, tied directly to a landing page. But that's probably because, um, so we, there's there's kind of this big debate, I would say in marketing right now of um, chatbots like that you experienced in live chat versus forms. And if you're going the approach where you're going to have the live chat chatbot on different pages or all the pages of your website, typically what a lot of people are doing is now getting rid of forms. They're saying, hey, we're gonna ungate our content. We're gonna instead try and capture people's uh, intent and information while they're on the site through this live chat. So it's basically a form just in the form of now a live chat chat bot. Um, That that is a a lifelong debate that I think marketers from across the world are are going head to head against. And there's probably uh, benefits in terms of getting more traffic, getting more lead volume. But there is a lot of potential to get a lot of frustration like you experienced trying to buy the TV uh, with your leads um, because it is somewhat intrusive uh, to sit there and be reading an ebook or reading an article or reading a part of your website, have something come in. You basically wanna get a very, very rudimentary question answered. But then you have to go through the the predefined chatbot structure and you can't deviate from it at all. Mm -hmm. We take the approach structurally that forms are okay. The fundamental problem that I think everyone is solving when the whole war versus chatbots and forms came out was lead response time and lead engagement is very low and slow. So there's been studies done that say. You know, people are filling out forms and they're having to wait around for 24 to 48 hours to finally get a response from a sales rep and they still don't get their question answered. That experience is not good for anyone. And that was supposed to be kind of solved by this whole live chat debate. But with structurally, we actually integrate with those forms. So when someone fills out a form, we're listening to your CRM or MarTech tool and listening for that lead to come through with their name, phone, and email. And then we automatically email and text them under two in under two minutes uh, or ten, two to 10 minutes uh, and follow up with them for a long period of time until they respond. That solves the same problem. It's less intrusive and it's still equally as conversational in my opinion. And so those different examples are what we consider use cases and they're typically tied to different forms. So we might have a use case for downloading an ebook. We might have a use case for down or for attending a webinar. We might have a use case for asking about pricing or scheduling a demo. And all of those can be customized to the different form. Similar to like what you said, um, you know, people can potentially customize the different live chat chatbot on different pages of their website. So I think those are two kind of vastly different approaches to solving this problem, but kind of solving the the similar same problem.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And the integration you're mentioning there is key because if you have a a couple of use cases and I'm trying to make them a little more tangible here, but um, so, so let's say you have, you're the potential customer of a, or you are the existing customer of a dealership and you're you're trying to uh, schedule an appointment for a service service, uh, or service appointment for your car, or even better, your prospective customer, you're trying to schedule a test drive. Um, those conversational or conversations, automated conversations, but require some kind of integration into either, let's say a CRM to, to know which customer it is and which car needs to be serviced. Um, and the other one would be in a calendar, right? So how to, uh, how to schedule that test drive in a, in a calendar. Um, And I hardly see that um, happen at dealerships. Maybe uh, in the US, I've seen it. In in Singapore, I've seen it. But in Europe, still a lot of dealerships and even the larger brands with their major websites in their country still don't offer that uh, that opportunity to schedule a test drive from a conversational chat.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that um, integrations are super important, obviously, to, to any conversational AI experience you have to have some, or the AI has to have some context on the lead and the company that it's talking uh, to and about. So you need to know when people are available to schedule an appointment like that. You need to know when the lead is available, you need to make sure the appointment is confirmed and that it can be rescheduled, et cetera. So the, the, the appointment scheduling is a key component to all things sales and marketing, like every single business across the entire world has probably some form of appointments in their, in their funnel, because it's, it's, you know, very important to, uh, to closing deals usually, or at least taking the next step in, in the process. Um, But it's, it's uh, very important to get the context right as well. Like you said, you need to know a lot about that lead. So you don't come across as, uh, incompetent basically and ask them questions that you should already know the answer to we see that all the time with our with products like ours where like in those example use cases that i was defining earlier if we happened to not know like the type of ebook or webinar that the person filled out a form and was attending or downloading and just said something out of the box like hey thanks for contacting us on our website how can we help that's not a good experience because then we're going to ask a bunch of questions that the lead should think that we already know and essentially scare them away. So integrating with CRMs and appointment scheduling tools, like you said, is super important. Um, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend uh going about your conversational AI uh development or experience without uh plugging, making sure that it plugs into your CRM or appointment tool.
0: So um those integrations, I, I I and I hear about integrations every day. is a key thing that that I expect will be a a key focus for all marketers and specifically B two B marketers in twenty twenty two. Are you saying that uh, that uh, because in, in, you know let, let me let me first ask this because I um, from a lot of marketers I hear. Some resistance when uh, when we talk about integrations, they think it's a hard thing, etc. So, are you saying that actually they shouldn't worry about it, and that you take care of that, and it's it's um, easier than they think, or is that my misunderstanding?
1: I think it it can be depending on on who you're who you're working with and who you're integrating with. You know, it, structurally, we have uh, ten plus integrations, one click integrations with CRMs. Um, including people like HubSpot and Salesforce, the big, you know, the big players, mm-hmm. uh, where you can essentially just click one button in our product. We then integrate with that uh, with your CRM and listen for updates. So essentially, you can um, add, I'll call them tags, or update a custom property in your CRM uh, in bulk, manually one by one, or automatically through like workflows or Um, you know, whatever your tool of choice calls them. Um, And then that pushes them automatically to structurally to be engaged. That's pretty much as hands-off as you'll get. All of our conversations that we're having with your leads then actually get automatically populated to the lead profile in the CRM. So your sales reps and marketing team can see the conversations happening in real time and take them over whenever they want. So all of that integration, at least with us, happens pretty much with one click. Um, I can't speak for all the rest of the you know, conversational AI products, but I will say integrations um, are super important with all conversational AI products. It's our philosophy, at least here, that we don't really even want you logging in to our tool structurally. Our product is the conversation. We want you and your sales reps to live and breathe in their CRM or marketing tool of choice and structurally is essentially your assistant that also lives there alongside you.
0: Cool. So the, the takeaway I have here, the key takeaway from this interview that I'm having here with you is that you need to integrate your conversational chatbot into your existing MarTech stack. Um, otherwise, it's not going to work. So, um, and and um, the other question I, and that's that's the last question I have for you here today, Nate, is um, can you share some successes that customers had with um, the the use of your conversational solution?
1: Yeah, I think one of them that I'll, that I always love to talk about is um, uh, it's with a fortune 500 company here in the U S they have like a national uh, search portal where they're generating uh, hundreds of thousands of leads uh, a month, just a huge volume. Mm -hmm. And they're using, uh, form of Salesforce for their CRM. They have an internal like call center, who their sole responsibility was when they got these leads, there they were to call them and email them basically until they responded in some way, so they could qualify them and hand them off to an agent or sales rep to basically close the deal. Um, that company was seeing about a thirty percent engagement rate on just calls and emails, and obviously. That's pretty low, um, but not too bad. When they added Structurally, we, out, we bring the added benefit of text messaging, which I think is a hugely overlooked piece of technology that marketers in B2B or B2C are overlooking. Mm-hmm. Um, this company brought in text messaging from Structurally and using our conversational AI and immediately saw 70% engagement rate. So they went from 30% to 70% just by adding this extra channel. And they basically moved all their hundreds of thousands of leads over to us to really hit these leads with text messaging first, calls and emails second. And they, um, you know, they've seen their qualification rate go up quite a bit. We average about a 17% lead qualification rate across all of our customers. And they're right about at that rate as well. So they, um, they saw a huge lift in engagement. They saw a huge lift in qualification. And ultimately, down the line, they saw a big lift in the the referral dollars that they were getting and uh, sending out to uh, agents across the, the U.S. Love it.
0: So, Nate, thank you very much for this interview. What I'll do is I'll share a link to your LinkedIn profile um, so that customers or listeners that want to contact you know find a way to contact you I will also uh, include a link to your website of course but um, you know should you want to know more just contact Nate for, uh, through Nick LinkedIn do ma- do mention that you heard him on the podcast of course um, and um, I would like to thank you very much Nate for being on the marketing technology podcast
1: yeah I appreciate it this was this was great thanks for having me on thanks for
0: listening to this episode of the marketing technology podcast if you enjoyed this podcast please leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform or itunes also if you want to be a guest or know someone that should be a guest to our show shoot me an email on e.crum at marketingguys.nl thank you for listening